the first in a series of fifth-step podcasts designed to give CIOs and IT leaders an insight into today's IT application landscape. Our purpose is to provide CIOs, IT leaders and their business heads with a methodology to help them manage your application in today's fast-paced, complex digital age uh, with a structured pathway to a solution. In our first blog, I'll be speaking to Paul Chadburn, who's got 35 years IT experience supporting London market insurance uh, and reinsurance application systems. So, Paul, can you give us a bit of a you know, personal history uh, before, before we go on a tour of the uh, application landscape in this, in this podcast? Thank you, Chris. Uh, yes, yeah, certainly. Well, I came into the insurance and reinsurance and in IT 35 years ago um, into predominantly uh, the, the London market. Started at Swiss Re, where I was a, a developer um, and developing in uh, Cobalt Kicks on their mainframe system. We developed uh, the policy administration system for Swiss Re UK and claims. Uh, those of you who are as uh, old as I am, you'll remember the IBM 4300s and Cobalt Kicks. Um, Swiss Re purchased a company called ISS. They actually um, were the founders of the SIX system. Uh, and I was I started my involvement with the London market and I wrote the, uh, the PSAC D-Sign interface. Those people who know about the uh, company's uh, interfaces uh, in the market at the moment. And then I joined CNA Re as development manager um, after about eight years at Swiss Re. And from um, developing our own systems in-house at Swiss Re, we then moved into uh, implement a package from Sherwood. Mm-hmm. We put the Senator system in Unify. Uh, that was a company's market uh, product. And then C- uh, CNA purchased a syndicate and they put the Scepter system in, which was a, uh, a, a Lloyd's uh, system. I, used to, um, I did a bit of work for CNA years ago in the 1990s. Victor Blake. Victor Blake, he was our chairman, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was the uh, the instigator behind behind was the it? LUC. I used to do his PR. We did the PR for the London Underwriting Centre as well. Oh, there, there you go. Small world of insurance. Small world, yes. So, anyway, carry no, on. No, no, and so I became, I was IT director for, for CNA, uh, CNA International. Um, they then um, stopped actively underwriting, and then that was the time that I was sort of headhunted to move to Faraday and Genry. Um, Genry were, uh, Faraday was a Lloyd Sensor syndicate that uh, used to be called DP Man, goes back. Um, they had uh, in house systems at the time, running a combination uh, of in house and packaged software. They ran the uh, product from uh, Index, from North Door. Um, and we got to a point where uh, Faraday had both companies market, which was uh, Syndicate 435, uh, and then um, Faraday Re, which was the, uh, sorry, that was the Lloyd's Market, and Faraday Re was the company's market. So we wanted a product that would do both uh, Lloyd's and companies um, uh, processing. Uh, and we Holy went, Grail. Holy Grail, yes. Yeah, so, um, and we implemented um, the SBS Eclipse system. Uh, that was some while ago, um, and that uh, uh, you know we've been using that for now uh, many years. Faraday have anyway, um, and sort of took uh, took Faraday through and and Gen Re working with the U.S. parent um, and the uh, the, the uh, issues there that you get from from a U.S. parent. So I'm quite familiar with those okay. um, the, the IT uh, departments in the U.K. certainly have to uh, have to deal with. Uh, and then I was lucky enough at Faraday to, to really have the time to uh, work with London Market, with the LMA. Um, I became, um, uh, worked with the uh, systems group, I was right. chairman of the, London, the LMA systems group, 
um, and I was lucky to attend the MPC, and I was then involved in some of the Tom projects. Well, yeah, okay. Um, I was involved in the selection committee for the Broken Portal release three. Mm-hmm. Um, that's moved forward with um, web connectivity. They, we, we worked with and uh, moved sure. with their product, chose their product, and that's working very well in the market at the moment. And um, I was involved on the PSMG, which is the management group, looking at the CSRP implementation 1.1, 1.2. So my experience is in the London market. It goes back some while. <laughs> Clearly. Okay, well, let's uh, move looking to the future. And I suppose uh, what we're here to talk about primarily today um, is to find out why the application's uh, environment is increasing complexity. So can you give us a shed some light on that? Well, even with uh, using... Uh, Package solutions. Not all the systems from uh, from a company will be will be through a package. Some you'll have uh, some in-house systems that will have been written, uh, management reporting systems, uh, and if there's been any acquisitions or systems that have potentially been replaced, quite often they're not replaced. So what happens with the landscape is it grows. Um, systems are never really removed; they're just added to. Um, and that leads to um, problems in, in support uh, in the, the landscape can often constrain uh, the way that IT tries to deliver um, uh, systems and services back to the business. And quite often IT get tar- uh, targeted or, or um, you know, targeted with, with the same brush where, whereby uh, they're doing lots of uh, support work and not enough time to do development and um, more business generating system support for the business. Uh, and that, that's just a symptom, unfortunately, of the, of the, you know, the world we live in. Um, so how do you, you know, how does an IT or business manager ensure that their IT landscape is, you know, I suppose you call it fit for purpose? Well, um, that's concerning um, all about um, the, 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 how the systems are running and are the systems running efficiently. Um, an IT manager will know some of the problems that they face uh, on a day-to-day basis. It could be that systems are taking too long to run uh, and therefore that's reducing the amount of uptime uh, that the the online systems are available to the business. It could be that there are failures that then cause business problems. You may have duplication um, and there may be uh, data sort of data naivety in terms of the business because um, you've added systems, you may not have you may have just supplemented further data marts with existing this, this same data um, and therefore the business then have a choice well where do I get my data from um, and their business may potentially getting frustrated the fact that they can't get what they want out of the, the landscape because the landscape is taking absorbing all the time from the support team. So this is in a way what we're talking about here is um, this is about actually freeing up um, the IT teams to actually have a potential more fun job where actually they're doing stuff which generates opportunities for the business. Is that, that, that's what exactly, about, and quite often with the you know there's there's other pressures now that are coming on the the IT manager to reduce baseline support, um, and um, that baseline support can be um, caused um, problems, as I say, because of the numerous number of applications that are running, um, the complexities of, the, of the, the whole landscape. And unfortunately, to change a landscape doesn't necessarily benefit and bring new business benefit to the business. So those, those um, administration or uh, uh, tasks often get um, 
move to the bottom of the pile, bottom of the to-do pile. Mm. Yeah. And whilst it's easy to say, oh, well, we'll just keep those systems running, eventually they will take a cost. Um, and in this world where we are all very um, susceptible to be attacking, attacked by, by viruses, um, people, uh, and people trying to hack into our systems, you have to make sure that all your systems are then up to scratch in terms of the patch levels, security patch levels. And of course, older systems, they may not uh, work with some of the newer patches. Um, and therefore, that in itself provides more problems for the application support team because they're then having to segregate some of these systems to make sure that any potential virus coming in through those older systems won't affect the mainline, mainline okay. processing systems. I want to go back to, I think you mentioned uh, the word duplication. Um, I wanted to go back to that. So, you know, how can you assess what is the level of impact of data duplication across, you know, uh, for a, across an IT uh, system landscape? Um, well, I think what you've got then, you'll need to analyse the different data marts um, and that the, the system's landscape is, is, it has uh, as part of its, its um, portfolio. Um, you, you will know that have a, has a database that used to be used 100%, now is only being used 10% because there's only um, a small number of fields there that, that the business still need, but we've not had the time in order to replace those feeding systems to that database. Um, and therefore, you're maintaining two separate data marts. Um, if you're putting in a new product, you will find that, that there are duplication, there is duplication across functionality. And if you've got duplication across functionality, then that would lead to data du duplication because the same data fields are used to do, to, um, to feed that to feed that functionality. And the business, the business will often have downstream systems, end-user computing systems, which feed from a particular database. They may have lost the uh, skills within their IT, their, the, the uh, user departments that know how their applications work, uh, and therefore asking them to change their applications to take data from a separate source, they may not be able to do that. So therefore you've got unsupported applications. So if the business are unable to make those changes, well the IT, the IT department have no choice but to keep those existing data marks running. And that in itself takes time and effort and, and costs more for the baseline team. Okay. So um, I think we, we, we talked about this at the start of the podcast, but I just wanted to you know, look into you know, what, what you see as being the symptoms of an unhealthy application landscape environment. Well, I think it's the increase in the number of applications and data marks. Again, possibly due to company mergers or um, it's often easier to put a new system in than it is to change an old system. You may have lost documentation on old systems. You may have lost the staff that used to know about how to maintain those old systems uh, and may not be around anymore. The data duplication, an old application reaching end of life, um, it takes time to remove something efficiently and all the different links. Interfaces, you mentioned earlier about how do you look to see whether or not an application landscape um, is, is complex. Well, if you've got interfaces that are taking data all over the place, that in itself adds complexity and you only need interfaces to start failing because of poor data, then that again leads to a lot of support problems. Um, overly complex, um, staff shortages due to, you know, we're all facing um, in this day and age trying to reduce costs 
Unfortunately, inevitably, that may lead to staff reduction. If that staff reduction, you have to lose people who have existing knowledge, that, that knowledge is then lost for good. Yeah. So all these things added together make um you know give you sort of the symptoms of, of, a, of an unhealthy landscape and if you if the depart if the IT department is unable to deliver the new functionality that a business are asking for which of course is what we all want to do we want to help the business grow and, and gain profitability work to look at implementing and, and, and uh, working on new classes of business, for example, that would increase premium income. Yeah. Those are the things that everybody is striving to do. And all the data time, analytics, data analytics, all the time you've got this ball and chain legacy that is holding um, the IT department back, then eventually that comes to a head. Okay, in terms of understanding the application landscape, then, so what are, what are the major challenges in your view? Well, you can't remove the old applications as old databases, as I mentioned, no longer having the resources. Um, databases from the, that are, or, or products that are from a vendor who no longer support that, that product. Uh, well, you know, where do you go there? Um, regulatory changes. Now, these are being, you know, uh, forced on companies now at an ever-increasing rate. Um, and companies have to comply with the regulation in order to stay compliant, that, that can sort of trump any other work that the IT department is doing because yeah. you have to do it by uh, a delivery date. Is it date. possible to automate those kind of processes? Or? Well, you can look, this is where you then maybe start to look at alternatives. How can I split out my landscape support? Maybe I should look at um, moving part of the to a third party to provide support to free up then some of my, my team that can deliver business benefit in order to be able to, be able to do that. Um, that in itself, outsourcing support leads to problems potentially down the line, but that again does need to be carefully managed. Um, you know, we, we're in, you know, Tom now is all part of the London market. Hello, Tom. Tom. I mean, that's, Tom is obviously the target operating model. It is the it? target operating model where London is looking to transform itself to make it easier to do business with. And they are looking to provide, to make it easier for brokers, make it easier for carriers, to streamline their processing, which will help them ultimately save their own baseline support costs. So and then you need to be able to make system changes in order to take on some of those initiatives. So a slight digression, so how is Tom going? Is it, is it, is it making strides forward, do you think, at the moment? Tom is certainly moving forward. Um, SDC, Structured Data Capture, is, is providing a big benefit for the carriers. Um, PPL, which is obviously streamlining um, the way that business brokers can now bring business to the market and carriers can see that see those, those risks and place risks a lot more seamlessly. There will be seamless um, interfaces from PPL through uh, into, into uh, the creating the global placing accord message that then um, that will bring benefit to the downstream um, systems through DXC uh, and then also in, into carriers. So all these things are taking time, but you know, um, you know I think CSC, DXC have, have been now implementing uh, the FileNet, uh, have been doing the FileNet migration for some while now. That's taken longer yeah. to migrate the millions of um, documents that are held on that. And, and those documents are supporting you know, the, the London market and that has certainly taken longer. And I know that CSRP, has had to uh, work with the XC 
um, because of uh, having availability to the London market testing environment uh, because obviously you, you, it was conflict on that and I think sure. that has affected the delivery of CSRP 1.2 for example. Okay, all right. Going back to the the business, though, what we were, what we were talking about before. I mean, one of the other challenges um, within the application landscape is the business requirement to reduce the IT budget. I think that was probably a, a key point. So I don't know if you've got any points to make about that. Well, you know, you can only remove reduce budget it's, it's if you can um, reduce the amount of work uh, that um, the IT have to do on a regular basis. Now you can do that by outsourcing, um, but and you can reduce staff, but you can't just suddenly reduce, remove an application because it's it's you know it's, it's taking a, a one person to support. So the you know the easy wins is to great. Well, we'll get remove a couple of members of staff because we don't need those because we've got too many, or we'll outsource it. But what you then start introducing is risk, mm. yeah, and then um, you know if your systems which the business need to be available in order for them to do their day-to-day -day business start to fail because you've introduced an element of risk because you no longer have those people to support it or you've outsourced it to companies who may not be um, as knowledgeable or, or, or operate on the same 24-7 you know, support level. Um, everything it's all um, a compromise yes. unfortunately yeah. um, and unless you deal with the fundamental the underlying problem which is a complex infrastructure or a, a landscape that needs to be made simpler you will have to sacrifice um, um, a certain element of Support for introducing more risk. So yes, yeah, so it depends on what your appetite for risk is, really, to a it certain is. degree, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we've um, moving on then. Um, I, th I think you've talked in the past about you know um, in this environment there might be a requirement for a five-year landscape upgrade plan. Is that is that right? Well, I think in changing uh, the landscape uh, or any application, even if it is a single application, there are there will be knock-on effects. There will be knock-on effects on the business. Uh, there will be knock-on effects on IT work that needs to have to happen. Um, and you'll have a, a, a quite a large element of testing. So the business have cycles. Um, we obviously clearly renewal seasons, you've got to bypass those. Um, finance have year ends. So invariably you're dealing with data that probably feeds through to finance. Yeah. Uh, and, and quite rightly so, they are... Um, extremely sensitive about uh, changes to any of their data. So if you start to remove a database that is feeding any of the financial systems that they're reporting on, yep. they will need to, you know, obviously make sure that the data is, has not been affected in an adverse way. Um, and all these things um, take time. So you you need to plan it out, and it does need careful planning. And I think you know that's the sort of thing. That's a five. So a five-year plan is all about. You know, what am I going to do this year, one year, one to three, maybe then three to five? Um, it's difficult to know what will happen in five years' time. Yeah. But certainly, if you really want to plan to remove something, everybody's got to buy into this, including the senior management. They have got to support IT on if they want to uh, do some significant work with the systems, people will be affected. And there's no point in somebody coming in to trump the work that, that is, is happening um, it, because it will never get completed. Okay, so um, well, within this plan, as I understand it, 
needs to address uh, three uh, distinct areas, um, and each of these is going to have an impact on the other. But to, to go through them quickly, I'll, I'll just I can uh, trot these off. These are the first one is a business review, the second is a technical review, and the third is the operation uh, operations review. So. Um, should we start with the business review then, and what you what, what you think that needs to cover? Certainly, I mean, I I, I like the, the these three groups. Whilst they are separate, they are all linked to each other. Um, and so the first one is all about looking at the systems from a business perspective. So looking, work we would work with the business. Um, you know, are they do they suffer from lack of training? Do they? Um, what do they know about the systems that are available? My personal experience is that because the, the IT have been introducing systems on a gradual basis, the business have got their day job to do without worrying about what's going on and what systems are available. So it is important that that knowledge is conveyed to the business. So how much do they know about the application? How much do they know about how they can get at the data? That's, uh, you know, and so, and half of their they're constantly struggling with is just let me have the data because I want to analyze that data because that may highlight business areas where we can start working on. Um, is there functionality missing? Is the business having to develop end-user computing solutions because the landscape itself is not delivering the functionality they need? Mm -hmm. um, are there bugs within the system that it, the system's not working as it, as it should so therefore they, they have to do a workaround? Um, potentially, if we've got people travelling over, the business have people travelling over to the US, they'd like the systems to be available late into the night. Maybe that's not possible because of the batch schedule that yeah. has to work that takes them through the night. Um, BCP, everyone talks about BCP and everyone likes that hopefully would not have to implement it. But maybe the BCP is not no longer appropriate mm. for, for the business as they're currently working. Especially, so those are the areas yeah. that we would really look at. Okay, that's great. Let's, uh, let's move on. So what should the technical review be? Well, technical review is looking at the infrastructure. You know, is any of the infrastructure that it's running on? And when I'm talking about infrastructure, I'm talking about the physical hardware tin, the operating systems, the databases, and also the applications. So um, are any of those at end of life? Um, is it impossible to increase the size of the database because of the, the, the level of database that you're on? And therefore, you're struggling to add more more records, you know, into a particular table because you've reached maximum. Yeah. Um, you might find that um, when you started out, you had a four-digit uh, numerical sequence number for the number of policies you were writing, and all of a sudden, you've reached nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. And where do you go next? Yeah. Um, performance problems. As you add more data, add you then then. You know, the, 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 the hardware itself may need to be replaced. You may not be able to replace that, that hardware because it may not run on later operating systems. Database size constraints, security upgrade patches. I mentioned this before. This is something you're doing on a regular monthly or quarterly basis where you have to implement security patches to the operating system. If you're running an old operating system because the application won't run on a newer one, well, you can't do that. You're leaving yourself open to security issues. Uh, unsupported uh, operating systems database, it, it leads to a potential increase in maintenance cost, uh, and ultimately if you're running on old uh, kit, then you're going to get more failures over time. Okay, that's brilliant. Okay, uh, Moving on to the third area, so what should the operation uh, review? Well, operations is all about the quality and the knowledge of the support staff, um, 
is the maintenance of the application landscape under a software development life cycle, for example? Um, are there operational difficulties where every month end we have to have staff available because you're guaranteed to have interface failures? Why are we having those interface failures? Is the batch system processing um, running uh, too long and it's running through to 9 o'clock in the morning and the business can't get their online system because the batch work is still running? Um, is, there success, is the regular DR testing happening every, every year? If it is happening, quite often people think, great, I've done a DR test, but actually, invariably, some things haven't worked as they should be. You need to go back and then make sure you've corrected those items to make sure the next time you run it, it actually does work. Is the data backup process working? Are we backing up the right information? Is the system, uh, is the data that's backed up going to be available in the right time frame that the business demanded? Um, the change request process, is there a huge backlog in change requests? Um, is that process working? Is there one particular user who has the, you know, uh, seems to jump the, jump the list mm -hmm. um, and get their uh, enhancements completed before others? Um, the IT budget and baseline support costs, are, is the IT manager constantly constrained or, or having to, to, to have a 10% budget cut every year? And what implication is that having? Um, and and um, regulatory compliance, you know, is there an issue, is there a problem there? Um, is there a backlog in the regulatory compliance changes that are needed? These are the sort of things that you would cover from, a, from an operational review. Okay, great, that's all, that's all excellent stuff, thanks Paul. I mean, so to summarise, I mean, you actually, uh, you recently wrote a blog, I mean, you're becoming a blogger now, <laughs> step. but um, in the, and in one of your blogs, I, I can't remember which one, but you, uh, you sort of spelled, you spelled it out as a review, as in R E V I E W, and uh, cleverly in the blog, <laughs> you started off with you know a few summary points. So review the current IT deal. Yeah, so I, I think we've sort of used a bit of political, not political, um, a bit of uh, we sort of moved the the the, the, the letters to make yeah. things a bit. Um, but did yeah, you see what I we mean, did there. It's, it's all about um, you know reviewing. What is, what is going on, particularly the, maybe the ITDR plan, um, whether that's being tested annually, ensuring third-party vendors um, provide the necessary right level of support for the applications that are now running, um, look and view the support costs in terms of resources. Is there, is there value for money? V for value for money. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a, <laughs> a, a better use of the, the, the V letter. Uh, instigating um, regular failures. I mean, we've mentioned the failures that are happening. Every, there, is, there, are, there will be failures across the landscape, but if they're one-offs, and, and that's fine, but if there's more, they're happening on a regular basis that it's having more of a problem, then we need to look at that. Um, empowering a strategy, you know, looking at, what we want to do next year, one year plan, one to three year plan, five year plan, um, uh, and, and, and empowering that strategy. And I mentioned it before, but it's so important to gain senior management support, and they will support IT in what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. um, and, and warning the business, I suppose that leads us from into the last point, where Warning the business, is this becoming uh, an issue? Is there an issue within IT that does need to be addressed? And make sure that's, that's warned of uh, if people who know uh, need to know. So, um, so what can Fifth Step do to, to help uh, well, IT managers? And we're, we're here, here at Fifth Step, I mean, we've got 
many knowledgeable people that have a lot of experience in and have been there, done it, in terms of supporting large application landscapes. Uh, we have a lot of um, key staff who have very good understanding on infrastructure. Um, we can come in and help the business either target specific applications, maybe they've got one or two main, their main application that's causing problems, they'd like to have more of an understanding about it. Maybe the risk managers are going, I'm really uncomfortable um, in the fact that I'm hearing about these problems in IT. Is there really a problem in IT? What do I need to do to sort that out? We can come in, do a, a quick start review, you know, five days, something like that, nothing that's going to break the bank. Just try to provide a high-level summary to senior management. Okay, well, this is how your landscape is looking at it from, from, from a third party. And quite often, having a third party to look at this um, enables you to see the wood from the trees. Okay. And, and quite often, that's something where... And, and, there's, and there's no... Um, uh, underlying initiative worry that you're worrying about, you'll have a, pure, a true reflection of this is what's going with your, with your landscape and then we will help you come up with, with a plan moving forward. Okay, all right, well that's, that's been very helpful. Thank you, Paul, uh, so much for you know, your input into this uh, podcast. In our next podcast, I'll be talking uh, to Paul about detailed reviews, uh, next steps and uh, bespoke initiatives, I think stuff like the essentials of change management, uh, an operations audit and, uh, and indeed an application strategy. Um, so I'd like to say thanks to Paul for taking the time to speak to us um, all today. Um, in the meantime, for more information on Fifth Step, you can obviously visit the company website, which is www.fifthstep.com. Um, we've got lots of uh, blogs and podcasts. And um, Paul, as I said, Paul has written several blogs already since he's joined the company. Uh, other people like Darren Ray, prolific bloggers, podcasters, and uh, YouTube big uh, uh, people, uh, YouTubers as well, uh, are also very active on Twitter. So if you want to check out our Twitter feed, it's um, just go to at Fifth Step, uh, and we provide regular updates on that. So it just leaves uh, to me to say that concludes today's podcast. Uh, say thank you, Paul. And it's a pleasure. And if anyone time. wants to email me, uh, it's paul.chadburn at fifthstep.com. Excellent. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you.